Hey, welcome to the conversation of Spoken Opinionated. Of course, I am your host, um, Edwin Maya. Today, conversation is going to focus around um, music, but we're really going to be specific and we're going to talk about gospel music with um, Jada Mason. Um, Jada is getting ready, so we are going to, you know, just tell you guys the great things that's going on here with conversation. We are currently on Spotify. For those who um, haven't noticed on our Instagram page, uh, we have downloaded our previous podcast onto um, Spotify. We are on YouTube, of course. We're asking you guys to follow us on YouTube. Um, subscribe, The Conversation Outspoken Opinionated. We are on Instagram, The Conversation Outspoken Opinionated. We're asking you to go ahead and um, follow us also on Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube and like us on Facebook. Uh, we are on Spotify, so you can go. If you don't have Spotify, we're asking you to download Spotify. I believe it's free. You can listen to us there, and it's going great. Um, today is uh, an amazing day. It's a memorable day in the States and I think around the world. Um, President Biden went ahead and signed that June um, 18th will be um, it's a national it's a national federal holiday. So for those who are in the federal government working, um, you have off tomorrow. So um, I think this is a great start. I know a lot of us have different perspectives on what is it when it comes to um, enslavement and what it is that, is this day even gonna benefit black people? Is this day even, go, uh, uh, is this another day that the uh, um, white race is gonna use to exploit black people? So I think there's a lot of conversation that can be had around June 19th. And I think, you know, you guys should start the conversation. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody earlier who said, you know, there are a lot of, um, African-Americans, a lot of people of color who uh, uh, um, work for corporations who will not give them a day off tomorrow. So I think that's a conversation that need to be had. If you need to speak to your CEO, if you need to speak to the person who's in charge of diversity, um, equity, and inclusion, you need to do that. But I think um, this is an opportunity for people to have this conversation. And I think this is the time where we do have the conversation what letting our kids know, our friends know why June 18th is a memorable day in the United States. And I think if we can really understand what it is and we can have, come and have these kind of conversations, that would be great. Uh, but just for a little segue, like I said earlier, like a little sideway, like I said earlier today, we are going to be talking about music specifically gospel music and why uh, we are talking about gospel music is because I spent um, close to 16 years of my adult life um, singing in a church choir. Um, it was called New Creation. Um, our music director was Adolphus Linen Walker. Um, and I did that for 16 years and it was amazing. Um, I met an, I met amazing people. Um, I have never seen the arrangement of songs the way we did it in my life. Um, my favorite moment um, in a choir was the first time we sang, sang Matthew 28. Um, for those who are in music, when you hear Matthew 28, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and so, you know, um, I, 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 we have Jada Mason, who's going to be joining us soon, um, who's really, really going to, we're going to deep dive into gospel music, into the intricacy of gospel music, why certain people do uh, um, 
travel over the gospel music. Um, I don't know if you had the opportunity to go to our um, Instagram page, but we'll put up a video of Jada uh, uh, um, singing um, a song by um, Andrew Day. And if you haven't um, heard it, I will ask you to go and watch it. And her vocals and her range and everything that makes her a solo artist is amazing. And so, you know, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're also going to talk about her life. Um, like I said, um, I posted on Instagram. I think she's the package. She's an attorney. She's a music director for her local church. She's a solo artist. Um, she's a wife. She's a mom of three. So this is a career woman who's doing so many other things that people who people won't consider to be uh, possible. And so this is why I love her. This is why I'm so excited to have her. She's going to be with us soon. Um, so you guys know we're just talking about all the things. Again, like I said, if you don't know, if you had not gone to subscribe, we are on Instagram, The Conversation. Um, is a conversation with double N underscore Facebook. The Conversation Outspoken and Opinionated on YouTube. The Conversation Outspoken and Opinionated. And we are we just started um, being on Spotify. So if you are, you know, you're working out, whatever it is that you're doing, we have some great conversations. You can listen to us on Spotify. It's great. I'm asking you all to go to our YouTube page, subscribe to the conversation. I've spoken opinionated. You will get notifications when we do um, before we start a broadcast and everything else that starts with what we do. Um, on Instagram, we're asking you to go and follow us on the conversation. I've spoken and opinionated on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Um, like us on Facebook. Yes. And so the conversation today is really, really, really going to focus on gospel music. Um, we're uh, brought in um, Jada to just give us the nitty gritty of what it is, you know, gospel, what gospel music entails. I think a lot of us, a lot of people don't realize that gospel music is just a genre of music. And there are people like me who love gospel music. Um, I love gospel hip hop. I love gospel trap. I don't know. There's just something about the story. I think it's because the songs have a story. And there are a lot of songs that I can relate to, um, similar with um, pop music or R&B or uh, 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 whatever other kind, other genre of music. Um, but gospel music for me, is, um, it's my thing. Um, if you're in my car, you will most likely hear gospel music, CDs that I have on my iPad and everything that I do when it comes to music, it's most likely gospel music because I think that's my kind of music. I think that's the genre that I like. Um, nothing specific, nothing trying to be a holy or trying to be extra spiritual. It's just that's the genre of music I like. Um, when it comes to other kind of music, people know I like pop music. People will be like, you like pop music. Yes, I do. But today is really going to be focused on gospel music. And I want Jada is going to be Jada is going to be joining us soon. And so, you know, we're really going to have a great conversation. I think um, a lot of us don't really talk about the music that we listen to, how important this music affect us, it affect our kids. Um, you know, what you listen to uh, um, really affects you because those are the things that you listen to. I don't know if you guys have realized, but if you're in a store and music is playing, um, when you leave that store, there is a 99.9 .9 chance it's scientifically proven that you'll walk out of that store singing that song or you will be humming that song and you won't understand. I'm like, why did I get this song in my head? And it's because you've been listening to it. And what has happened is you have fed your brain and your brain has registered that, that those words mean something to you or those words have been played over and over again and your brain actually absorbed it and now you have it in your head. And so that's some of the importance of music. I think a lot of people don't understand how important music is there are people who you know uh, um who 
Yeah, music therapy. Um, people do go to music therapists who help them you know, with music. There's certain kind of music that they listen to. Um, for us, like I said, who have tried to sing um, vocals, um, music is important because they tell you to listen to different kinds of music. Don't just focus on a genre that you are, are that you are used to, but just focus on other kinds of music. Um, if you know any musician, they will tell you it's in a, people who do have great ears are amazing musicians. And having a great ear doesn't mean that there's something going on with your ear, but people who can listen to a music and pick up their part. So if you aren't familiar uh, in any music group, in any kind of group of music or whatever it is, there are different kinds of parsec, soprano, alto, tenor, bass, there is some baritone in there. And so for people who have great ear, once they listen to the music, they can pick up their part. Not only their part based on whatever section they're in, but there are some people who are who play instruments, they can pick up their instrument sound. So I know somebody who plays saxophone, and when he listens to music, he can literally tap into um, the sac if there's a saxophone in that uh, 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 in that music in that recording, he can tap into it. So there is just different kinds and amazing different things that goes to music that I think you know um, it's important, and I think uh, being that music has been an intricate part of my life. Like I said, um, sixteen years of my adult life, um, I've been around music. Um, I had the opportunity, I said earlier, to be in a choir. At that time, it was called the Bethel World Outreach Ministries. And I sang with the choir and I did a lot of things with music. So that's why I said, since this month, I'm really sharing things that people really didn't know about me before I started all this plenty talking on this platform. And so, you know, last um, the week before we talked about um, We'll talk about death and the, the essence of death, the importance of death, what people need to understand. Are, have you prepared? Has your family prepared? And lastly, we'll talk about prayer. And I brought two people on this platform last week who are 100% uh, instrumental in my spiritual upbringing. I have Pastor Peabody, who is, like I said, from my Sunday school teacher to my youth pastor to my mentor. And then I have my friend Ram. And so, you know, um, it's been great. And so today we're going to be talking about music, um, specifically gospel music with an amazing, amazing, amazing soloist, an amazing arranger. I mean, if you listen to the words of her song, I'm just like, oh, why is she talking to me? You know, I had to put that in Liberian English for those who are watching, for those who are watching while I do it. Yes. But so like I said to you guys earlier, I have this amazing guest today and I want to bring her into the broadcast. So. Without further ado, welcome, Jada. Thank you. Thank well, good to have you here. It yeah. is lovely to be here. Thank you. I am super excited. Welcome to the conversation. It's outspoken and it's opinionated. So you can say whatever you want to say out here. I like to put the disclaimer out. We are fine. That will be your editing. You can say whatever you want to say. But uh -oh. it's it's really good to have you. Um, I was just telling the people that, you know, I had a surprise for you, but then I broke the surprise. But yeah. I'm going to show it to you. I still have this. Ah. <laughs> and I have the other one, the, the, the first one, because if you remember, the first the first um, um, listening or CD lunch I went to was at a church, I believe, in East Orange. I think it was called Calvary Baptist. That's or right. Something. Why I remember is because there's a church in Liberia called Calvary Baptist. Yes. That's why I remember it. And so that's why I was like, man, I was looking all over, but I couldn't find that one and I had this one. But 
It's so good to have you. Um, I'm super pumped to have this conversation with you. I say thank you for honoring our invitation, for being here. And so I'm just going to go straight in and ask you, how are you doing? You know what? I am fantastic. Uh -oh. <laughs> yes, yes. I tell God, thank you. I cannot complain. Not once, not one bit. I'm grateful. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm blessed. Thank you, EJ. And it's good to have you. So how have you been with COVID, the lockdown? You got three kids homeschooling. Um, like, how does that, how is that, how has that been? <laughs> oh, God, you know what? I've decided to look at everything, you know, in a positive, you know, from a positive mindset. But it was not easy at the beginning. Okay. At the beginning, it was extremely difficult. We had to try to balance the children's schooling with, with our work. And we were actually in the middle of a move. We had just sold our house and we were moving into a new house and we were in a hotel when COVID hit. And I was doing, listen, the one thing that just, I cannot get this story out of my mind. I was doing work on my laptop, holding my baby, my one-year-old baby. And I was doing something on the laptop. The little boy just went like this boop, and wasted the juice out on my laptop. <laughs> my laptop went black, went blank. I started crying. I had a meltdown. It was a mess. But uh, you know, to God be the glory. We look, we looked at it and we looked at the plus and the positives because we're always running and going and going and going. So we had an opportunity to take a, take a minute to pause and breathe and to enjoy each other, enjoy the children and just savor those moments. And so, although it was a very scary time, a very devastating time, it was a blessing for us because we recognized, uh, all the little moments that we usually miss when we are always rushing. So and I like that you said that because I know for me that was that what happened. Um, I have one. You have three. I just got one, and I was like, "Lord, I'm gonna go." And he's so cute. Your one I was is so pulling out my hair. I would throw out got some things for homeschooling, and then me doing my work. And there are days I got to run into the office in the middle of the day because uh, the kind of work that I do. And so it was crazy. But at the end of the day, I like what you said because it's give. It really gave us the opportunity to spend more time with each other. So yeah. there's things that I learned about my son over the last couple of months. I don't think I would probably learn that because he spent eight hours, probably um, six or seven hours at school. I'm at work when we meet. It's just everybody get home, get ready, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was going to ask you to do something, but then I forgot. And then I just thought about it when I look at my notes because you know you wear a lot of hats. That I about you, so I was going to tell you to like have like you know the church hats, like six or seven different church hats behind you, and so every time we talk about one, you can just put one on and other people. Know. Oh, you, <laughs> <me. laughs> you have one. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to do. But anyway, um, just tell the people who you are because I've been saying it, but I think they will need to hear it from you because I think it's like you know what they need to know who Jada Mason is, and so who are you? Man, EJ, you know what? I am a multifaceted, multi-layered woman um, who loves God, who loves people, who loves to serve. And those loves, you know, manifest themselves in different ways. They manifest themselves in music. They manifest themselves in my career. They manifest themselves in what I do with the church. So I am a multifaceted, multi-layered uh, woman who loves God and who loves God's people. Amazing. So, you know, she, she, I would say she gave her the, you know, like spiritual, you know, stuff. <laughs> she is an attorney, she is a mom, she is a wife, a soloist, and a music director in her local church. Much all those things, plus other things, I probably know you have other things going on, but you know, 
How have you been able to juggle all of that? Mom, attorney, all that. Oh, let me ask you one question. Did you ever have to had to do like a deposition um, via Zoom? Well, I haven't done a deposition via Zoom, but I've done a hearing via Zoom. Oh, yeah. So how was that? Before we go into, I just want to know how that worked because I had to do one. And I was just like, these people turning my camera off. <laughs> it's interesting. Well, first of all, we do court. We've done court via Zoom this oh. entire time. So wow. I've been in court this entire time. Uh, but I did have um, the very early on we had, I had several, we had detention hearings, several of them. And so at my first one, I was a little nervous because it was on Zoom. I didn't even know how to work the Zoom and everything, but it was good. It was, it, I was very excited because it's like anytime something new is happening, I, I jump at that opportunity. So the hearing was good. We won, my client won. And then, you know, you know, exactly. So it was <laughs> yeah. good. So after that, you know, it just kind of became, you know, par for the course. Yeah. And so right before I went into my little side question, I was saying, you know, you're a mom, you're an attorney, you're a wife, you're a musician, you're all that great stuff. How have you been able to self-brand as an attorney, as a, a soloist, and then as a music director? How have you been able to self-brand in those different parts of your life? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting you ask that because that's something I ask myself all the time. You know, I'm like, Jada, I mean, you're doing many things and they all are apparently or they seem, you know, different and disparate and in separate lanes. Right. And so how are you? How do they all come together? And the answer, you know, I don't want to be over spiritual, but I look at Deborah right in the Bible and Deborah was a judge. She was a wife. She was a soldier. She was so many different things and she did all of them well. And so I also look at, you know, Jesus and he was, you know, our Lord, our Savior, he, all those different things that he done and he did them ex, ex, extremely well. And so that's um, sort of, those are my mentors in that regard. And I recognize that all of the different aspects of my life, they are really boiled down to service. Mm. You know, I'm serving my family, you know, I'm serving my children, my husband, I'm serving, you know, the church in whichever, whichever capacity I'm functioning. And I'm serving God's people when I'm, you know, gift, gifting whatever God has given to me, which is in song and music. So it really boils down to service. I think that's when you, when you boil the whole thing down, all the different roles, you look at the, you know, the sort of in math, they used to say the common denominator is service. And it is, um, it is also empowerment and it's education. So whether I'm in the courtroom or I'm on stage somewhere, I look to make sure that I'm serving and make sure I'm lifting people up. So, yeah, and that's great. So we're just going to, now I'm going to go into, you know, the, the music about you. And so, um, that video is amazing. I have it on my YouTube page. Everybody that watched it, like text him, like, where is she? I'm like, what? Are you guys kidding me? You don't know who she like. Are you guys like really serious? You gotta do a better job. You gotta. You guys gotta do a better job. I was somewhere. I don't want to step on you. I was somewhere, and they there were some Liberians, and the Liberian girl was like, "Oh, I've never seen Liberian ladies that can really sing." So I was like, "Oh no, we have some," and she now responded. She was like, "Oh, I thought you were Nigerian." I said, "Girl, no." First of all, then I had to clarify. I'm like, that is God's sister, people. You guys, like, what's wrong with you guys? But when did you, because your vocals is, your is, when did you realize that, you know what, hmm, I can do this thing when it comes to music? Well, you know what, EJ, you kind of, you have a little bit of a background school, but from being a very little girl, I, I don't, I just love singing. 
you know, from as early as I can recall, you know, in Liberia, maybe five, six years old, you know, my very earliest memories, I used to walk around the yard singing, making up my own songs and stuff like that. So I always loved singing. And um, I started writing music, maybe eight, nine years old. And I used to beg my mom to let me go on Star Search. Back in the day, they used to do um, this show called Star Search. And you have to send your video, your VHS of you singing or whatever. And I used to beg her, please send my video, please send my video. And she was like, you say what, you better go to school. Go to school. <laughs> so um, it was just always uh, something, I, I think I was probably born with, with the love of music. But when I recognized that it, it could be something, maybe I could do it professionally. It was actually a friend of mine, and I think a friend of yours too, that encouraged me uh, to launch out and do my first album. And so he supported me. He 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 you know he financed the whole thing. He was like, No, Jada, you gotta do this. Yeah, my my friend Musa. It was like yeah, Musa was like, No, Jada, you have to. I don't care what happened, I don't care what I gotta do, you gotta put a CD out, you know. So um, so that's kind of the first time I really started dabbling into it and taking it seriously. Amazing. And Musa, I'm gonna say this because it's like there have been two people on this show who have given Props to Musa. So uh, Baku, when Baku came on the show, Musa actually introduced her to her husband. Yeah, yeah. And Musa. now you, yeah. So man, Prosecco, Liberia, what's going yeah. on? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you ready? Mm. I know, but you know what? Um, so when you realize, because you know, music, there, music is is like all the different genres. Why gospel music? Was it a calling? Was it your purpose? Like, why gospel music? Yeah, you know, like I said, from a little girl, I was always singing and writing music. I used to write like, you know, love songs, songs to my mom, songs to my father, all kind of stuff. But when I got saved, really, um, I mean, the songs just started, it was like water or something. They just were coming out. Every day I was given, you know, new songs and stuff. And I think um, that was the only kind of thing that, that stirred up a fire on the inside of me to really deliver. Uh, in the way in which I deliver it. So I don't know if I could deliver, you know, in the same way for another, you know, genre, you know, just singing pop or something like that. Um, it, it's it's personal to me because, you know, I love God. I know where he took me from. I know how he lifted me up. And so when I sing about him or to him, it's very personal. And I think it comes through in the music. So that's, I can, I do other musics. I don't limit myself to, you know, only gospel. I, I can sing anything, but, you know, um, the passion uh, really falls within this genre for me. And so um, I was talking to um, talking to those who were watching before you came on. I was letting them know that you know there are certain there was a part of my life which I won't say I retire now. I think I took a break. <laughs> I took a break. Then COVID happened. But there was a part of my life where I did. I was in the church choir. I was in praise and worship, and I was in all that stuff. Yeah. And I was telling them, I said, I think for me. It was more of, it was more, of, it was very purposeful. Singing and worshiping God, I think, I don't think people understand the purpose behind it. I think for me, it was very purposeful. It was the only way at that time that I knew how to say thank you to God. Mm -hmm. I knew how to express how I was feeling. I knew how to express my deep, I don't know, like songs for me, that when I listen to a song, there are things that I take from it. Mm. There are different things that I take from that song and I apply it to my life. So for me, song has music, uh, gospel music has always been a lifestyle. It's never been like, you know, 
Uh, sing gospel today. No, it's always been like in my car now. Just gospel music playing all day. My, my son be like, Daddy, can we listen to something else? Oh no, Tasha Cobb just came on. We can't do this. <laughs> That's gonna be a whole moment. When I do this. <laughs> but yeah. but you know, as people say, you know, they will say, you know, you're a career woman, your wife, your mother, your musician. Um, has there been any any challenges that you've dealt with over the years, juggling all this stuff together? I know you said, you know, it works out, but. Well, it worked out, but be, but there's a lot of challenges, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm generally um, a very driven person where I'm just like, you know, I'm doing it, you know. <laughs> and it kind of mounting in my way, we figure it out, you know, but it's challenging, you know what I mean? Because you're anytime you choose something, you're saying no to something else in that moment. And so there are times where I have to, I can't be, you know, at a particular, you know, function for, you know, school or for my children, something, because I have to record something at the studio or because I have to be at an event that I committed myself to. Um, or, you know, I'm when, when I'm working, you know, with regard to my clients, I usually try to be focused um, on that at that time, right? Um, there's no, in my opinion, although I have many hats, it, they don't all go on at the same time simultaneously, awesome. right? We can't, you know, when I, when it's time to work, when it's time to go to trial, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm focused on because it requires all of my energy. And the same thing with my children, the same thing with the music. So I think everything should have its own lane, um, it, it's own dedicated time and you should be purposeful about how you allot the time to it. Uh, and we have 24 hours in a day, you know, we, we sit down. I mean, if sometimes, you know, you look at your phone and you spend two, three hours on, you know, nonsense and those hours could be used purposefully. So I'm trying to be very deliberate with how I spend my time uh, because I have so many uh, loves and passions that I that require all of my energy. So you've been in the, I would say the gospel music industry for a long time. Um, you've put up some amazing CDs. You put up some amazing tracks. I mean, it just, it's been dope. But can you just give us one of your greatest moments as a gospel artist? Mm, wow. There's, I mean, I've been really blessed. You know, I still kind of feel like I'm new because, you know, when we first started, it was like nobody was doing it in Liberian, you know, the way we were doing it. And it was kind of a hobby, you know, so I kind of yeah. feel like this last album is really when I'm really jumping out and, and doing it well. But I think one of the greatest moments for me, I remember it was from my first album. The Remember the Blood album, again, with, with Musa, we were in the studio. I had written a song called I Am Who He Says I Am. Yeah. And we had finished recording the song and the engineer played it on the, uh, you know, on the system. And when I heard the song and I was listening to the words, I literally broke down. Even though I wrote the song, the Lord gave me the song, but it was kind of like autobiographical because it was just like, oh my God, you've really moved me from this space into who you want me to be. Um, and so it, it was just a very emotional moment for me. And it was the catalyst for everything else that has come to follow. So I think that was one of the most amazing moments for me personally. And I think you took us right into the right space because I was about to ask you, what are, I don't know, what are your, what that moment, that song, what inspired you to write that song? Yeah, you know, as a young girl, you go through initially, you know, um, when you emigrate to the United States or when I emigrated to the United States, I was different, you know, than everybody else. You know what I mean? 
I had an accent. I was very, or I am very dark skinned. I wasn't, you know, and when we moved, we moved to the whitest. We moved to some place in Michigan, Lansing, Michigan. So I was extremely, exactly. You were extremely black. <laughs> I was blackity black. Blackity, blackity black. Yes. So, so an African. And so I was dealing with, I would say, I don't want to say identity crises. And I didn't have a lot of Liberians around me other Africans, I was just taking from my life that I knew and we were thrown into this new, completely, you know, different life. And people were judging me and people were, you know, um, uh, I, I wasn't really, I didn't feel like I belonged necessarily. And so I struggled internally with a lot of those issues. Like, you know, where do I really belong and who really am I? Um, and it wasn't until you know, I got saved that God really showed me who I was. And I don't want to keep talking for long, but you know, it, it was, I get the songs, uh, initial, initial songs were kind of like autobiographical. Most of them were kind of just everything that I was going through, whatever the Lord was telling me, I was pouring out in music. Now it's more of, it's more of um, my experience with him and what he wants me to say to the people, not necessarily about me. It came a point in time where he kind of shifted the way I wrote music into not just about your experiences and, and being inspirational to other people, but about him and glorifying him. And so, yeah, the, the songs can come from anywhere. I can be sitting in, in a church listening to a sermon and I will get a word. I can be you know, watching a show, get a word, talking to you right now, opinionated, outspoken, and it like a song can come into my spirit. So it can, it, it happens at any time, but I try to be purposeful about being quiet and listening to him. So that's amazing. But, and so over the last, I would say couple of years, I think it's been a lot. We have seen this crossover with a lot of pop artists or a lot of, you know, just outside of the genre, you know, connecting with gospel artists. One, of course, I um, talk about like, you know, Tasha Cops and Nicki Minaj. They did an amazing song. It was dope. I love it. And so is there one of those pop artists or one of those, you know, R&B or trap artists that you think, mm, I could probably collaborate with them. And make trap, child. You know, trap? Hey. You know what? Actually, um, I, I wondered, I struggled with this one too. Initially, I was like, eh. I mean, you got to be careful who you, you know, attach your brand, you know, your music to, because there's so many, we don't, everything is watered down, you know, to, to an extent. I'm not saying that we got to be over super spiritual and, you know, hypocrites and everything like that, but it's like, you know, I'm not really going to be singing with you and you wearing a thong and, a, you know, pasties and stuff like that, because it's not reflective of, you know, my God and what I represent. Not that there's anything wrong with it. There's a place and time for it. But because okay. that's not my lane, it's kind of, it feels weird. But there's many, many artists that I would love. I would love to work with Tori Kelly. I mean, she's a, she's kind of a Christian pop artist. I love yeah. Tori Kelly. Um, a lot of the, uh, I like the, Bra oh, Tony Braxton. Mm. Oh. I should come sing with Tony Braxton. I'll be ready to go. Um, I like a lot of the, um, uh, like, um, Liberian those guys that do hip core and those kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. I think, you know, I don't, I don't know everything the same, but I just kind of like their energy, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think uh, gospel music is for everyone. It should be, okay. it should be inclusive, not exclusive. So once somebody is genuine, I don't think there's an issue. So, you know, um, like I said earlier, you know, I've been in the choir and I've done stuff. You sing gospel music, your music director. There is this thing that we hear 
Um, and I think I, I, I remember saying it a couple of minutes ago. They're, they try to tell us that there's a difference between ministering and performing. Mm -hmm. And so you being a solo artist who I would say there are times where you do give a great performance and then you also minister. So for you personally, is it is there a difference with ministering and performing or do they work together? I think they work together. I okay. think they work together. I really do. And I know I've heard, you know, it's kind of the same argument where they would say, is the person anointed or they just talented? Yes. Yes. I think they work together because the Bible said there shall be a performance in, in certain instances. And there are certain instances where the Lord will show, kind of show out to show his, his, his majesty. Right. And so I think people do that as a way to minimize someone who's very talented in performing, in my own opinion, okay. I think that somebody who is not as, maybe well-rounded as a performer, um, you know, um, uh, will make themselves feel better by saying, oh, they're not ministering or something like that, in my opinion. Okay. Um, but I do think they go hand in hand. You cannot, if you want to just be a minister, then you really, um, you should stick to the church setting. Even in the church, there's a performance. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a performance aspect to it, period. You know, but in order for it to be a ministry, because what is ministry really, right? Ministry is service that you must be, you must be impacting something. And so the performance aspect will always be there. Anytime you're standing in front of people, you know, you can't just come the way you would do it in your house to the Lord or the way you would worship in your closet to the Lord. You can do that in certain uh, uh, circumstances, but if you're doing things um, to sell, you're making albums or songs to sell, there has to be a performative aspect. And I don't think it's a negative thing. People try to, you know, over-spiritualize things and say, oh, you're not really ministering, you're performing, or Jada's a minister, she's a worshiper. And the other one is just a performer. Exactly. It's not true. I am a worshiper, but I think that worship comes in all forms. It's not just about, you know, slow music and lifting your hand, rolling down on the floor. You know, it comes in all forms. So, And so you... I like the way in it because I was going to this slow music, two slow music, three fast music, and four fast music. Like, where did I come from? <laughs> because I remember, I'm like, why do we have to start off jumping and then we gotta like why can't we just mix it up and do what we gotta do? Like why like why 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 is that so important that a lot of churches think we should, you should do that when it comes to music? I mean, when I think back to, you know, uh, you know, biblical, biblical sort of uh, representation of praise and worship, let's say, you know, where the Levites, you were leading, you know, the congregation, everybody in song, um, you know, sometimes there would be praise songs. There's, there's moments where they, it calls for praise, where it's uh, a high praise, a lifting up of the Lord and that kind of thing. And then there's moments where it calls for reverence and an intimacy. And so I think when you're not being thoughtful, it's just easy to do, you know, to do it like that because you kind of can encapsulate everything in one sort of 30 minute period. But, you know, when when I was doing the directing of the choir, sometimes we would just do 30 minutes of just worship, intimate worship, because that's what the spirit was saying that the congregation needed at the time. And so I think anytime you box yourself in and just do what is sort of ceremonial or what is usually done, you don't allow, you know, the spirit to move. And also, and besides even just gospel music, just music in general, you have to open yourself up, you know, and, and I think that's when the magic really happens. So the answer is, I don't know where they really came from with the formula. Um, 
But I believe that um, you should really open yourself up and allow yourself to be led. Uh, so there's no formula for it. Music is creative. Music is without is drawing outside of the box. So. And so going back to this whole, you know, uh, um, performing and ministering and stuff like that. And, you know, there is this thing where I've noticed, um, you know, as we will as people sing and they get off stage and say, oh, great job. And they say, oh, praise be to God. And for me, it used to annoy me for when I first say, I'm like, um, you just did something great. It minister to that person. Why can't you say, oh, thank you? Like they're complimenting on this gift that God gave you. Yes, praise be to God. But it becomes like this spiritual act. Like I don't want to take the glory. I want people to know that it's God. You know, so as a music director and a musician, like what's your thought on that? Yeah, I think too, I have two thoughts. I think that, you know, anytime, and I'll just personally for me, um, anytime I go to minister somewhere or sing somewhere or perform somewhere, um, even in church, a lot of times you get people that will come and say, oh my God, you know, God bless you. It was amazing that I would say, oh, we, we tell we tell God thank you or something like that. Um, or God bless you. I usually say, well, God bless you. Um, and I think one of the reasons why it's important to, you know, give God the glory, you can say thank you. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. I think it's important that you give God the glory either there at that moment or in your house because you, you don't want to make it seem like it's really you, you know, because... Yes, you're the vessel that's being used, but particularly when it comes to, to gospel music, you're the vessel that's being used, but he can use anybody. So you give him back the glory is true. But I do think that some people have taken it and, 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 and it's kind of like a pretense. And it's kind of like, you know, a close of fake humility uh, that some people do. But I don't see anything wrong with giving God the glory because the fact is all blessings come from him. Um, so as long as it's done with a genuine heart and genuine intentions, there's nothing really wrong with it. Uh, and you can appreciate God for what he's given to you and what he's doing, and what he's doing through you. Okay. And so, you know, um, looking at that, I was going to, um, we, you, you know, they have these things where, you know, you go to concerts. So I, this happened to me, you go to concerts and you see people screaming and yelling. Like I've been to, I tell these people all the time. One of the best concerts I've been to is a B is Beyonce concert. Yeah. It's because she gives you every cent that you spend. Her performance is amazing. Now I take it to some gospel concerts. It's like two songs and they walk off the stage. You're like in the moment, you guys are having a whole great moment. You're worshiping God and People switch the song. Like, you know, it, for me, I think sometimes I think um, it's getting better. But I think for us who do, like, I love going to concerts and stuff like that. It makes you question the authenticity of the gospel music or gospel concert. Yeah, you know, I've been to a couple of Beyonce's concerts myself and, you know, I love it because why she gives a performance, it's drama, it's, you know, it's theater, it's dance, it's sound, it's video, it's it's affecting all of your senses, you know, and, and I don't know why people come up with the idea that gospel music should not be elevated to the level of that, 
Uh, we're, we're supposed to be singing and uplifting the excellent God. So you shouldn't just show up one morning, wake up one morning and wherever you're wearing and come, we have not warmed up. You have not practiced. You have not done anything talking about, you know, we give God the praise. No, no, no. The Bible specifically says that he was, the, the, the Lord was looking for skilled musicians. Okay. Skilled musicians. David, them, they were skilled musicians with what they were doing. And so, I mean, that's kind of different from what you said, but that annoys me when I when people just take gospel music and just feel like they can just jump out one morning and do anything. It requires work. Mm -hmm. It requires work as well. But with regard to the authenticity, um, I don't I, I don't like to I don't I can't really judge anybody's authenticity. You know what they do or what they don't do. I do believe that some people think it's easier to do gospel music because, again, what we're saying, the standard, standard. you know what I mean? People just feel like, oh, because I'm singing to God that um, everybody just got to clap for me or somebody just got, no, we don't. You need to be skilled in that particular area that you're delving into. If you're not skilled in the area, then learn, then work, develop your craft. But don't just, you know, jump up Sunday morning and, and go in your, to, go to a radio shack and sing in a county and then say, people should accept it because you're singing gospel music. It doesn't work that way. No, thank you. Uh, not radio shack. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? Oh my God. But you know, I think uh, we've had this experience. And so I want to ask you, you and you know, directing choir and stuff like that. How did you deal with people who can't sing, but they really want to sing and they want to be in the choir or the person watch it? You know, one thing about me, EJ, is that, uh, uh, what we call you on this, Edward? One thing about me is that <laughs> I believe in being honest and direct to people. And I believe that it's important to redirect with love, you know, and being a choir director or something like that, you are underneath the pastor, meaning whatever the rules and regulations of the house is, is what you have to adhere to. Right. And so a lot of times, a lot of the smaller churches, they just accept anybody who wants to serve in that department because, you know, we need people to serve. We need people that will show up here, whether you can sing or you can't sing. Um, so. But for me personally, I, I think it's best to redirect someone, you know, and say, you know what, uh, perhaps the choir is not the right place for you right now, but the drama team would be an amazing opportunity for you. Uh, there's the ushering department. You can join them and bless the Lord that way. Or, you know, I think it's better. Your gifts will be better served. You know what? We had a story in my church. There's a, oh, I shouldn't have said that because Nanda would know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there was there was someone some years ago that really loved to sing. I mean, loved to sing, but could not sing. And when I say could not sing, I mean could not sing on any level. And it was kind of distracting. It wasn't even just like, okay, you you kind of in the middle and whatever. No, it was just like distracting. And we redirected that individual. We said, you know what? You know, God bless you. You can bless the Lord anywhere, but when it's in this office, you really have to have the requisite skills. So, you know, please. The ushering department, the doors are open. And I like that you say that because I think a lot of people, um, and I would just say this, it might be, I might be totally off, but in Pentecostal churches, I mm -hmm. think that is a major problem. Mm -hmm. I think it's a major problem because you have people who, you know, they just think that the person wash up the choir just come on Sunday morning and put something together and do it. <laughs> and they don't know the back end of it. And I say this because I, you know, I did this. And I remember we had a concert. And we had Jeff was something together. I'm telling you, there was somebody who, after a concert, one concert we did, we worked for six months 
eight hours every other day. People who are in college working all that stuff and will put out a concert. And after the concert, you know, a couple of the, this person came to join us, and it was like, well, we, you know, we're like, okay, we have practice Saturday. That practice is from twelve to six. They include dancing and all that stuff. She said, uh, we have to do all of this. I, I can't do this. I thought we just come on Sunday morning and sing, and I'm just going to flow with you. I'm just like, <laughs> no flow here. But you see, for me, it was very, it was, I always thought that it was disrespectful because I think in Pentecostal, in African churches, I would say this way, there is no respect for music. Mm. People don't really respect music or musicians when it comes to that. We don't pay musicians. Uh, uh, we don't think that the drummer is supposed to get paid or the or, or the piano guy and all these people are supposed to get paid. Whereas there are other people who are doing other services within the church who are getting paid. So just all these little, little things that I feel is like that's what discourage people to get into gospel music because it's like there's no level of respect when it comes to our African culture. But, you know, um, can you just touch on that? Absolutely, EJ. You know, of course, everything that we're saying, we're saying uh, with a grain of salt, knowing fully well that there are variations, that there mm -hmm. are you know, exceptions to the rule. We're speaking in general terms. And I think there is that, that there is truth in what you're saying, because many times African churches or, you know, smaller churches um, uh, don't place value on the music or the musician. They place value on the music in the sense that it plays a big role in the service, you know what I mean? Um, but they don't place they don't necessarily value the musicians. And, and and how do you know that someone values you? You know that someone values you by either the, the money they're spending on you or the resources they're providing for you. And you know, it's okay if, for example, if I'm a member of a church. I'm not going to ask to be paid uh, for anything because I'm a member of the church. Mm -hmm. However, if you want me to be doing, you know, working in that capacity full time, you know, all the time, which is essentially what it is when you direct. Oh, it is when you're volunteering. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. You know, you, that person needs to be supported. Okay. That person needs to be supported either, you know, financially or when encouragement, you know, I have a friend in, Mar in, in Maryland there that although his church didn't pay him when he was time for him to do his album, the, the church gave him $20,000 and said, hey, you've been serving here for 15 plus years. You never asked for a dime. Take this $20,000 seat, make an amazing album, go all over the place. You know, that is the kind of support yeah. lifting that encourages people. But, you know, it, it's again, people say because it's for God, that is just kind of like, oh, just do it for the Lord from your heart. You can't pay. God, nobody can pay you but God. But, but somebody's paying you, aren't they? You know? So... Yeah. <laughs> and my God love and my God love excellence. And so in order for me to give an excellence uh, um, service, I need to receive all the benefits or receive everything to prop me up so I can provide that excellent service. Exactly. And, and it's, 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 it's important that people understand that, um, you know, and work with the musicians. And if you don't, then you will have the level of, you know, wow. uh, you know, music that you have, but you can see some of the churches that do value and respect that, uh, you know, see the difference uh, in the atmosphere, in the service, when you have skilled musicians uh, who are supported by the, by the ministry, who are encouraged by the ministry and who are developed by the ministry, you know, because even if you're not getting paid, if there's, you know, uh, events that they will sponsor and that there's, you know, lessons that will teach you how to, you know, maybe read music or play the piano or whatever. Once you see that your gift is being uh, developed and flowered and, 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 
and risen up, you too, you will be excited to do more. Uh, but oftentimes it's just kind of like expected of you to work, 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 work. And, you know, that's how people give, you know, like your friend that came talking about, I just expected to flow with you. She's saying, y'all want me here for eight hours and where y'all want me to flow with y'all on Sunday morning? Oh, and you know, it's like, and I think there are so many things that happen in the background when it comes to you know being an acquirer, being a person washer that a lot of people don't understand. Because for other ministries, for example, like if you're an usher, yeah, you they do have little things, but you come on Sunday morning and you serve, and when you're done, you leave, except for a little prayer, maybe or a little gathering. That's it. But when it comes to the musicians, they're there for Bible study. They're there for whatever event they're having that they need music. Sometimes when the pastor is going away to preach. Yep, we need some people to come and sing. Like, dude, you know, yeah. like all those things that people don't realize that all those things happen when it comes to the church. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, um, I wanted to ask you this because this is what I do, and I wanted to see if you know <laughs> how you think about it. But I have a thing when I go to church and the music is bad, I kind of walk out. You kind of walk out, Ooh. Yeah, I can't believe, yeah. Wow. I know I'm working on it that, because it's like because I've been around music so so much I'm just like y'all don't mess up my whole spirit I'm gonna go home <laughs> and like and I like I'm telling you like that's why maybe that's why I'm just stuck in Bethel I can't go nowhere know, right and no harvest right no yeah, harvest, harvest exactly yeah so I just like you know distracting it no it's very distracting to the spirit when you know it's just like you in somewhere and then. You know, somebody on the microphone just in the noise is just, you know, they maybe they the something is busted, it's distracting. You can't even pay attention to the word that's coming. And so it is distracting. However, I think you need to get to a point, EJ, where you can kind of close, maybe close down the distraction and just go inside, you know, go on the inside and focus on your your relationship and your worship to him, um, regardless of the noise or the discord that may be happening on the outside. Because at the end of the day, you know, we all have very, you know, we all have a finite amount of time. And so when you, you're there already, uh, <laughs> you might as well go and worship. There's sometimes when I enter a space, not only not necessarily if the music is bad, but if the atmosphere is off, or I, I, I'm not comfortable with it, you know, is like mm, something is wrong in this environment. It's not necessarily a godly environment, in my opinion, in a church. Sometimes I get that, you know, what I'll end up doing, I'll just go inside and I'll just be praying. I'll, I'll just be praying inside to myself, be praying to the Lord, you know. Um, and so that's what I would suggest you do, not necessarily walk away. There may be moments in the discord that would reach you, you know, so. Yeah, but you know, before we leave the air, we heard that there is an album coming up. So we need to have a conversation about that new album. So what's going on with that new album? EJ, you know, it has been, there are songs coming out, let's just say, okay? Uh, by the grace of... <laughs> yeah, we want a whole album. No, you let, me, let me tell you this, let me tell you this right now. They said during this COVID, if any... All the musicians say you guys don't come up with albums this because of this COVID. We got problems with you. First of all, the musicians we are talking about they got people back in them, right? They're spending money. <laughs> so when y'all ready, if y'all want to donate, please feel free. You know the people that say be like, but Jada, you lawyer, you need no money. Oh, really? <laughs> I need the money. No, but no, we got music coming out. I'm very excited. Uh, we've recorded uh three songs so far this year. And three, we pray that three of them will come out. Definitely, they're not even we pray. They're coming out this year. 
We have one coming out in the next few weeks. It's a little different for me. It's a, it's a, I call it a, a Afrobeat kind of vibe. Um, we wanted to uh, do something a little different this summer because I'm like the ballad queen. I love ballads. I love, you know, worship songs, uh, slow songs, slow music. That's kind of my wheelhouse. But this one is a little upbeat. You can rock to it. You can wow. dance to it. You can be wow. on the beach, you know, where wow. you're looking uh, on the hammock and the music. Oh, okay. You know, so Yahoo, go to Liberia every five minutes. Y'all can be there. I'll be there in December. We'll be dragged. We'll be Me too. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, so we, we, it's called, the song is called Grateful. Um, I think it'll be coming out um, maybe the first week in July. It's, it's called Grateful. And it really talks about this experience that we've had with COVID-19. It really is like, you know, uh, coming out of the darkness that we've been in and really appreciating God for allowing us to tell the story because we really, some people, we kind of just look at it as a thing, but it was, yeah. a, we lost, you know, millions. I don't even know how many billions of human beings on this earth. We lost 600,000 people, brothers, sisters, mothers that were here, you know, part of this, this human family that are no longer here as a result of what we've experienced. So I wanted to do a song that was just kind of glorify God and thank him for allowing us to be here to tell the story. Amazing. And so um, we're excited for that because I can't wait to hear that. Um, we can't wait to hear that because we know it's going to be dope. We're going to be going, hey, 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 hey. So I can't wait for that. Okay. I can't wait for that. But before you go, before we run out of time, I wanted to ask you, you know, there are people who are watching, there are people, you know, there's a young girl um, who might want to get into uh, a music, who might want to try this gospel thing out. Somebody said we do need more Afrobeat gospel, by the way. Oh, we got it, though. Okay. We on that. Please go in and, and we, we on it. We, we're going we're gonna to give it to y'all this year, you okay. know. So before I ask the question, let's tell the people how they can how they can find you, how they can follow you and subscribe to you. Uh, please, please, please. Oh, please. You can find me on uh, YouTube at Jada Mason. There's like a whole bunch of Jada Masons there, but my Mason is a Y, M-A-Y-S-O-N. So J-A-D-A-M-A-Y-S-O-N. Just go there and do your girl a favor and subscribe to me there. I'm on Instagram at Jada Mason Music. I'm also on Facebook at uh, Jada Mason. So, you, and uh, what is the other thing? The website, jadamason.com. Okay. And so the, you want them to subscribe uh, on, on YouTube, like on Facebook, and follow on Instagram. That is correct. Yes, exactly what, what he said. Yes. And so, so for a young girl who's watching, who trying to figure out her life, um, I was say, you know, you have the great package. We didn't talk about Brother Stanley, but I'm going to say, what's up, Brother Stanley? <laughs> hey, Stanley. He watching upstairs. Watching. What's up, Brother Stanley? So, you know, it's like all these, you know, you have, it's, some people will say, you know, you have, you have the great package. You're a career woman, you're a wife, you're a mother, you have everything going on, you're a musician for a young girl who's trying to do all these things. How can you, what can you say to her to propel her to do what it is that she wants to do. I, I will tell her that, you know, she deserves it, first of all. You deserve it. You know, we have a lot of naysayers, a lot of naysayers that will tell you, you know, who are you to try to do this? Who are you to try to do that? You deserve it. If God has given it to you, if God has placed it in your heart, it is for you to birth out. 
It is for you. It is destined for you. So please do not limit yourself uh, because of what everybody else is saying or what you have seen or what you may even believe on yourself. I would tell that young girl to just begin wherever she is right now. Um, you know, wherever you are, if you're if you're in Africa, if you're in the United, if you're in the Western world, wherever you are, if it's a love for music, begin writing, begin uh, interacting with people who are doing what you want to be doing. So, if you want to be singing gospel music, start interacting and listening to all kinds of gospel music and 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 buying music and listening to music and supporting music and reaching out to those that are doing it. And recognize that there is nothing that you cannot do. Everything that is great already starts from in the inside of you. So just walk with the authority that God has given to you. Recognize that you deserve it and that you can do it and reach out for help. You never know. Um, sometimes you think that you're all alone, uh, but if you just send, especially now in this digital age, everybody's connected with um, social media and everything. Reach out for help, send out your stuff, offer your services because you have to contribute sometimes. If you know you can sing or you know you can write, say, listen, can I come and hang out with y'all in the studio or can I come and do this? Put yourself in the proximity of people who are doing what you're doing. Trust the gift that God has given to you and move forward with every deliberate uh, uh, power that you have without looking back because you deserve to be wherever it is that God has told you you're going to be. Well, I know you answered this question, but somebody just asked a question. How do you balance everything? Yeah, I balance it by finding, um, I, I, number one, I need help sometimes. Okay. You're not going to do everything on your own. Don't let all of this, you know, the whole, everybody, you know, believes everything is perfect all the time. It is not. You have to make efforts at getting help, you know, and get yourself into a system. The more kind of a system systemized your house is like it runs by nine o'clock or the children got to be sleeping because I know I need to take time to read, yes. to take time to study. I need to take time to do those things. So it's not going to work if you're disorganized. You have to be an extremely organized person. And so that's one of the things that I work hard at making sure that I'm organized and making sure that I find time to rest and refuel. We didn't talk about it, but it's very important. You can do a lot of things if you have restful periods, okay? You can't just go, 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 go all the time. You need some time to pull back, some time for reflection and inflection. So I love all the things that I do. I would not trade it for the world of being a mommy. I would not trade it for the world of being a wife. I would not trade it for the world of being a singer. I would not trade it for the world of being an attorney. So all those things require um, time and I make time for it. Less, less of the fluff and more of what's important. Amazing. And so we are almost out of here. We have one more minute left. Ah. So I am super excited. I say thank you for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. Um, just giving us an opportunity to know more about you. Um, it's been great. And I tell people who are watching, if you've not had the Jada Mason experience, you need oh. to get, you need to have the Jada Mason experience because I have had it. And the last time with you and the Suare guy and all those people at that time, it used to be called Bethel. That was an experience. Yeah, something else. You said the Suare guy. Yeah, the Suare guy. Like, that's how I call him. I'm no, like, you know what, EJ? This year, you know what? We, you didn't ask the question, but look out. This year, we are going to be moving. We are going to be moving, 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 moving. We got a lot of, a lot of you know, since outside open now, we come. Like, there you go. We're going. We come in. Um, we have stuff coming up uh, this this uh, next month in in Jersey. I'll be in Maryland. I'll be posting all those things. We gotta post it because we need to go. And what the, there is this thing now? It's like a TikTok. 
this summer is going to be something. I don't even know this song, how to say it, but this summer is going to be dope because you're going to be out. We're yeah. all going to be out, so we're ready for the music. We're ready, and we're ready. And somebody just said, I don't talk all this song about you. Can you just sing something? I didn't say it. They said it. They funny. Yes, they did. She said, can you sing a little bit? No problem, but EJ don't told y'all y'all can find me on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, uh, all the different places. Y'all still gotta, y'all still somebody must sing for y'all on, 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 on live. Yeah, what should we sing? So, what should we sing, guys? Ram, you asked the question, you said you want her to sing. What can she sing? Okay, I'll sing. He said, What they ain't saying it, they said, LOL. I'll sing, I'll sing one of my songs because that's all okay. I do. Um, okay. Jesus did it all. Did it all for me, Jesus did it all, and now I am free. Jesus did it all, did it all for me, Jesus did it all, and now I am free. God bless you, Ram. Look, you see, I told y'all, y'all need to have the Jada Mason experience, but Jada, it was great having you here. We appreciate you, thank you, and you will be coming back. So yeah. I just want you to know you will be coming back, but it was great. And you have an amazing day. Thank you for blessing. I was just one thing you want to say to us. I want to say thank you. I want to say we love you, EJ. I'm so proud of you. Look at you doing it. Hey. I, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of the new people that will follow me. Make sure you shout, uh, send, text me or whatever. Message me and let me know that you heard me on the conversation, outspoken and opinionated, so I can uh, keep you kind of in the Jada Mason family. God bless you guys. Okay, Jada. Have a good time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hey guys, so like I said, this that was Jada Mason. And I told you guys, if you had not had the Jada Mason experience, you need to go ahead, get the Jada Mason experience. Again, she's on YouTube, Jada Mason. She's on Facebook, Jada Mason. She's also Jada Mason Music. So on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere you want to go, you can find her. So please get ready. She said there's some music coming out soon. You're going to hear it. Go ahead, guys. This was the conversation. I spoke in opinionated. Of course, I am your host, Edwin Meyer. I'll see you next week. Don't forget to follow up. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, the conversation on Facebook, the conversation I spoke in opinionated on YouTube, the conversation I spoke in opinionated. And again, we are on Spotify, guys. So go ahead and listen to us, and it's gonna be great. You all have a great, great. Day.